Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our digital table here at the For Glory podcast. I, Dio, play Borwin, the timid former lumberjack. It's my turn to go over the mechanics for my character, so we're going to dive into the barbarian class a little. Barbarians are sturdy and powerful warriors who rely on their rage and emotions to get the job done. But if you haven't noticed, Borwin is not a typical barbarian. Instead of being an anger-fueled maniac, his rage trait has taken on a more spiritual form, one that allows any weapon he wields to deal additional positive or negative damage. Oh, and speaking of weapons, Borwin is equipped with a beautifully crafted and intricately adorned axe, one that even a dwarf would appreciate, if you will. In order to use the axe the way I imagined it, I had to give him a dwarven war axe. Now, a human normally wouldn't have a, quote, dwarven war axe, but thanks to the feat unconventional weaponry and some reflavoring, Borwin is able to swing his beloved axe with one hand or two to his heart's content. In addition to being able to easily wield the giant axe, Borwin is also pretty nimble. He's got a high athletic skill and the assurance feat for it, which allows him to roll a 10 automatically on athletics checks in any circumstance. He also has the barbarian feat called Adrenaline Rush, which, when raging, allows him to surpass his physical limits when lifting, smashing, or dragging. Last but not least, let's finish addressing his rage mechanics. When Borwin is in rage, when Borwin is in rage state, his AC is reduced by one. He gains some temporary HP, and he can't use actions with a concentrate trait. He also deals extra damage, and his weapons are considered to have ghost touch, so he can hurt incorporeal enemies. These powers are something Borwin is just starting to understand, and we'll hopefully find out more about in the near future. Where does it come from? Why has it manifested? And does it really have anything to do with her? Keep listening to find out. But for now, Borg Glory is proud to present Episode 11, Aggressively Reliable. Last time on the Four Glory Podcast. Let's check it out. Something must come through here often. Uh, just watch my back, yeah. Oh, I'll be back here. Yep. A bathtub. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a bathtub. <laughs> Gwillem's absolutely not prepared. He can't see shit. Check this out. An enchanted toilet, all right? The fear that was in Jack before just melts away with burning curiosity replacing it. This moving light seems to be writing something on the wall. Are we following the thing or not? Um, where are we going? You know that he died here. I don't like this anymore. I think we should move forward. Unnecessary. What a jerk. Big fucking skeleton. So big. Oh my, you don't even know. Bam! What? You see that pelvis rattling on the floor? Stupid sexy skeleton. You knock it across the room and it snaps back into place. Bowen, no, you cannot trust these lights! I don't really trust much. Good, keep it going. I want to keep you on edge. Your story continues now. Let's dive right in and pick up where we left off. We ended just before your turn, V. 
what's it going to be? All right, we're going to do more of the same. Going to roll another nature check to command Henry to run. Ooh, 21, good boy. There you go. Get those nice rolls out of the way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going back through the hallways to get a nice running charge at this guy, and we will do another lance attack. 17. That triggers your ready to action, Borwin. Go ahead and make your aid test using athletics to shove this thing just as she comes through. Ew. All right, I rolled a total of nine for my athletics check. Oof. So there's going to be a minus one to V's attack roll. As you shove at the wrong time. You know, you you, uh, you can't really see out into that hall too well to judge when she's coming. And you push him a little bit out of the way of the attack. So, V, what's your total on your attack roll? Uh, so 17, 18, 19 for the flank. So that would be just an 18 to hit. Okay. So... Ah, oh, fuck. You still hit. Just barely. If it weren't for the flank, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah, I, I rolled a... The, the lance is set to the D8, not the D6. I rolled a D6 and I got a 1. So it looks only four damage. Four damage. You stab in at this thing with your mounted charge, and as you hit, it deflects off the bones and deals no damage at all. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Now it's the skeleton. Wait, I have one more action. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. I get so excited that I, it's <laughs> my turn. I'm sorry. You go ahead. You got one Let more thing. Me. I raise my shield. Okay. Okay. You raise your shield. All right. Now it's the thing's turn. Yeah, I'm afraid to see what this thing does. This thing... It's going to look at its rules and then make a decision. Oh, excuse me, guys. I just got to read up real quick. Pulls here. out a book and sets. Pulls out little glasses. <laughs> it adjusts its giant skeletal glasses made out of the skeleton of a dead pair of glasses. <laughs> Would just be the frame? I'll frame you for murder. Oh, right, so it stomps its foot, drags back like it's getting ready to rush, kicks up a little bit of dust, Lowers its shoulder, raises up high the glaive, and swings in a broad arc. It's going to attack Jack and V. Rude. With the same action. One action, two attacks. Here they come. Who's this for? Uh, well, it's gonna it's gonna be Jack and V. So it says here okay. that it makes two strikes with its glaive against two adjacent foes, both of whom are within its reach. The multiple attack penalty does not increase until after both attacks are resolved. So both of them are coming. High heat. Jack. How about oh a 30? Mmm. <laughs> That's a crit. Oh, v. Uh, How about a 25? Yeah. Even with you got that strike. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got that shield up, but... Both of these go off before you get to hit them, so you can reduce the damage from, from this critical hit against Jack, but this thing is swinging a slashing weapon. It says, Gory, the target is sickened one. Jack, you are sickened one. As this thing slashes across your midsection, the amount of blood pouring out of you makes you queasy. V, how much damage do you reduce? Oh, I reduce uh, about three. You reduce three, so this guy would be dealing 11 points of damage, so it's going to deal... What is that, like eight? Eight? Eight points of damage to you, Jack. Okay. And you said second one, right? Second one. And the other strikes, it swings through. And that's going to hit V for 14 points of slashing damage. 
14. Oh shit, I'm only at 4 hit points now. Okay, I get to make my attack roll. You get to make an attack roll back against him. Ah. 10 to hit. Double check, because it looks to me like a 7. Oh. oh, I didn't realize that was an attack roll. Oh yeah. Shit. So yeah, that's a crit miss. Ooh. Oh, no. oh yeah, here we go. Let's see what happens. You get in the way to try to block the attack from hurting your pal Jack as, as much as you can. And you lessen the blow, but then when you strike back with your melee weapon, check this out. It's called Funny Bone. How appropriate for fighting a skeleton, right? You drop one of your items that you are holding, determined randomly by the Game Master. Alright, I'm gonna roll uh, d4 on an odd. It's the lance on an even. It's the shield. And a third one, Henry. She's <laughs> not holding him, so she can't drop him. That is odd. <laughs> odd. That's the lance. You strike out and drop the lance. It hits and just bounces off. Shakes loose from your hand. Falls to the ground in the space that you are in. Shit. This thing is not done yet. Oh, no. Still has another action. <laughs> that organ. <laughs> that organ. Oh, man. Don't touch my organ. Uh, he has it... no organs. <laughs> well, he's clearly got the pipe He's going to get some soon. Uh, all of this music, by the way, is coming out from this thing's ribcage. <laughs> like uh, some sort of weird magical musical cartoon. Just gouts of steam just blowing out through the, the chipped away portions. <laughs> Alright, so it attacks again. It's got... Oh, man. Who's it going to attack? Let's see. Mm -mm -mm. It's going to go after Jack, because Jack's got the lower charisma out of the two targets that I can't really decide between. Mm. Don't worry, though. This this has got that multiple attack penalty built up. You know, this is... Uh... Ooh, but this glaive, it's got... Ooh... Hold on. We got some news here, guys. This glaive has the forceful trait. And what the forceful trait on a weapon does, it says this weapon becomes more dangerous as you build momentum. When you attack with it more than once on your turn, the second attack gains a circumstance bonus to damage equal to the number of weapon damage dice. And each subsequent attack gains a circumstance bonus to damage equal to double the number of weapon damage dice. So that hit against UV, that is going to be for an additional one point of damage. Not too imposing, but one more. Shit. Now, the one that's coming after you, Jack. <laughs> Here it comes. Seven. <laughs> Seven <laughs> That's a crit oh, miss. Yeah! Oh, oh is it even... What if... What, though? If you are sickened... It's still a crit miss because I'm still parrying, so my AC is 17. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <God>. Dude. <laughs> Clutch. So that's that's the that's the beautiful thing with this game is that that plus one it makes all the difference. The game is very, very finely balanced, like a martini on a wiffle ball bat. Fumble. So the fumble with the melee weapon says punt! Your weapon flies 1d4 times 5 feet in a random direction determined by the GM. Oh. 
<laughs> so we're gonna roll. So he just he just heated his clave. <laughs> it's been yote. Uh, nine down the hall. Nine down the hall. In a random well, direction. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this to uh, Jack. Tell me when to stop. I'm circling my mouse. Uh, stop. Okay, so it goes into the corner, and then just bink right into the wall, right next to it, lands at his feet. Hmm. Oh, so it doesn't go too far. So this corner here. Oh yeah, right underneath itself. That's unfortunate, but hey, it didn't kill you. So that's cool, right? All right. Next up is gonna be you in the corner. You in the spot. Light losing or whatever. Uh, Doctor Gwillemavig, your turn. You're able to see from. That's oh, three. doesn't he have that another attack? Three? Oh no, it was attack number three. Oh, you're right. He's got a, th a fucking other action because that broad swipe. No, that counts as two, doesn't it? It counts as two, but it doesn't take yeah. down the. Mm, let me pull attack. him up here just to double check. Did that thing? It counts as two, counts but it doesn't attack. Two, it doesn't count the attack penalty for the second. No, I. Well, I meant like I meant like well, let me have like two actions. Sometimes stuff I, meant. I know that's how it is with the fighter, at least with one of their yeah. things. Because this uh, unfortunately doesn't yeah. show me if it's got a one action or a two actions for this thing. So broad swipe Good. is two actions. Yes, correct. And that that terrifying charge is also two actions. Okay, not so one. it does. So no, that's it. That's it. Okay. So Doctor Gwillemavig, we're gonna cut all that stuff out now. That <clears throat> shimmering light from that door frame, that green light is fading quick. What are you going to do? I'm just going to take a five-foot step here once one little bit closer to Borwin that will put the door to my back. And facing okay. Borwin, we're going to cast a, a little bit of a new spell here Ooh. with Plowy Carrick. Gwilym will cast Shattering Gem Ooh, on I've never Borwin heard of here. That. What is that? What that is, is the gem from the middle of my staff will come out and start to enlarge in a little bit and move erratically around Borwin, protecting him a little. <laughs> Ooh, so yeah, you send your magical <laughs> gem floating around your pal Borwin. Two actions, so that is your turn. Yeah, Correct. I'm not yep. skipping. Move, and then the two actions for the spell. Next up is Jack Thorne. You're in that corner. You're sickened. You're hurt. You're offended. Indeed. Very much so. Hmm. <sighs> sickened is an awful penalty, so I'm going to have to puke to try to clear it up. So that's a single action to make the fortitude save, right? Yup. One. What? Ooh, I got a 20. Nice. You'll do it. You remove your sickened condition as you spend some time in the corner going... <laughs> trying to, you know, uh, you dry heave for a little while and uh, you get over the fact that you are just fucking cut open, man. Alright, so you still got two actions. Yeah. What will they be? Yeah, that rusty cleaver is nasty. Uh, point two to devise a stratagem next to try to find out any weaknesses this thing might have. Alright. So these, every subsequent attempt is at a minus two for the same thing. Hmm. You are certain that it's it's uh, necromantic powers, its ability to, to rise as an undead skeletal creature, are derived from its horns. That holds all of its power. You know, like uh, like that, that that Achilles guy and his and his uh, uh, heel. It's like that, right. except except uh, you know those uh, big old horns on his noggin. Hmm. 
Okay. So my stratagem die came up with a total of 25. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> nice. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Jack is going to try to hit this thing's horns with his rapier. All right, let's get some damage. I got seven piercing damage and maybe five precision damage, but I'm pretty sure that this thing's immune to it, like those, like those skeletons from upstairs. You know what? I think you might be right. Hit it with cancer. Bones hate cancer. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. You hit it, you deal some damage, but not as much as you would have thought. This thing is still standing, and still big as hell. Borwin, your turn. Uh, it look, you know, it looks hurt, but it, you know, it's still fighting. It's still kicking. Seeing that everyone is still keeping in this fight. Borwin is going to dig in. Sometimes the good plan is the one hit over and over again. <laughs> he swings the axe at the Minotaur. <laughs> Does a 19 hit? Uh, so that will definitely hit because it's still flanked by you. Yes! Yay. So that'll do 8 slashing damage and 3 positive. Okay. Doesn't look so again, hurt. you strike at it and you deal less damage than you would expect. The, the axe doesn't seem to be hurting it very Fuck. much, but the, the, the positive damage is searing... I gotta try something else. Um, can I try to trip it? How does that work? Yeah. So yeah, you can you can make a trip attempt. Um, I uh, I'll help you after this. I'll, I'll make um, buttons for everybody for uh, some of the combat maneuvers you can do. But yeah, so there would be an athletics check, but since it's got the attack trait, it is minus five for the multiple attack penalty. Also, it requires a free hand. So if you are currently two-handing the axe, you have to switch to one hand. It's just one hand. Okay. Yeah, so you're fine. Yeah. So I'm going to roll my athletics. That's minus five. Oof. So that would be seven. Oh, boy. You critically fail on your attempt to trip the thing. Okay. On a critical failure, you lose your balance and fall and land prone. You swing your leg out to try to kick this thing and it just doesn't work out. Damn. So for Borwin's final action then, he'll stand back up. You rise to your feet. <laughs> Very exciting turn. Very much. We move to V. V is not liking how this looks. And after what happened last time, she fought skeletons and she's sapping again already. She's not liking the looks of the situation. Um, she will call out to everyone. This does not look good. We should get out of here. And picks up the lance. One action. You Second do. Second action. We're gonna move Henry. Oh but no! Sweet summer child. Oh, oh no! He doesn't move. Hero point. Hero point. Hero point. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, You're gonna I, do the I hero use, point? Ooh. If I don't use my hero point, I'm gonna lose the attack. Because I am not standing next to this thing. I'm sorry, guys. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll use it. Alright. No more hero point for you. Come on, Henry. 20! Okay, yes. Henry oh, that's much better. Nice. So we're gonna do what we did before, the whole running back into the hallway to get a charge, but instead, we're gonna stop five feet away. 
With the lance in hand, we make an attack. You attack. Go for it. Oh, a crit! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, yes. Boy, let's see. This is with a piercing weapon from... From downtown. Yeah, I was going to say downtown. <laughs> v starts to doubt, and Saren Ray Pinhole. says no. 1d6, 1d8. That's a 4 and a 3. Crit effect. The target takes one persistent bleed damage that can't be removed it. until the target is healed. Man, you guys are poking if holes in this, this skeleton. Thing had flesh. If this was a flesh golem. <laughs> I call BS on these bleeding crit like. cards. Uh, right. It's pierced. It makes sense. How much damage? Seven, four, five, six, seven. Yep, seven. You charge back at this thing, and you poke it with your lance, and it, it just doesn't deal as much damage as you as you feel like it should be. It's almost as if this thing has some sort of resistance to piercing and slashing damage. It's crazy. Yeah, I... hmm. It's still standing. It shifts into the room. It's now adjacent to everybody that's in this room. Jack, Borwin, and Gwillem. Did it pick up his weapon? It didn't pick up his weapon. Don't remind it. Don't remind it. Sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Are you really? Oh, you know what? Thanks for reminding me about the weapon. So he's not going to do that. What he's going to do instead oh, is he's no, going to... Oh, no, he moved already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, my finger, my, oh. my finger's still on the mouse, no, okay? Oh, okay. it's the chest rolls so, now, huh? <laughs> it oh, but that's, that's the reaction. There we go. It's going to charge forth and use its terrifying charge ability. Oh, dear. Not dear. Bull. Huh? Which says that it strides and makes a horns strike with a plus four circumstance bonus to damage if the strike hits it attempts to demoralize the target it's gonna charge at oh man it's gonna go for Gwillem. choices mm-hmm. he's over there casting spells and shit it 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 doesn't know what he's casting but it doesn't like it, it. doesn't like not affecting up <laughs> not, not being affected by spells <laughs> <laughs> it does not like the razzle dazzle <laughs> Hit him with it. Here comes the horns. How about a 17 to hit that you? Lit. Oh, yeah. So he hits you crit. for 9 points of damage. No. 13 points of damage because of the circumstance bonus. Um, yeah, I'm down. Shit. Knockout. Oh. Then it's got one more action. I thought you said terrifying charge was 2. It is. That's 2. No, but he had to pick up his weapon. That and- would be 3. But he didn't pick up the weapon. He just rammed into you. Oh, horns. yeah. He just, Otherwise, it pierced it. Yeah, he gored him. He gored him. Zombieish. It turns and faces you, Jack. Oh no! Here comes a second attack with the horns. How about a twenty-four? <sighs> yep, that's a hit. Not a crit though, but owie. Get you. Is he getting for a bonus for seven the points of damage? Like- Oof, Jack is hurt. Oh, you stand though. Dabs. Yeah, I'm just Gwillem, oh, you are dying one. So you need to make that flat check. You need an 11 or better, or you can give up that hero point card. All right, I rolled a 15. Bam. Oh, okay. You have stabilized. You are at wounded one with no nothing. Just wounded. And then we go to Jack Thorne, hurting in the corner. 
Ugh, shit. That light from behind that door frame? Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah, that is the uh, last of Jack's concerns right now. Jack's going to shout out, Fuck! Quillum's down! <laughs> so, here's what Jack's going to do. He's going to run to Quillum's side here, and I'm going to play a card. Oh! Jack is going to say, I don't know what powers are here, but whatever's here, don't let Quillum die. I'm going to play the card here. What is the card? What is it? Healing Prayer. It says, play during your turn and select yourself or an ally within reach. The target regains 1d8 plus 8 hit points. Your call is answered. All right. He recovers 10 hit points. Yay! Nice. Nice. Yay! Nice. Now then, for my other action, can I, uh... Is there anything I can use around here... Because like, like the rapier's not working. No, no, it's not. It's, really it's a nice rapier, but it's not helping at all. It's like, is there anything that Jack can use? You know what? Let me uh, rephrase this. I would like to seek to see if I can try to find anything around here that I can use as like a, just like a makeshift weapon, like maybe like a bone or like a stone or something. Uh, you got table legs. Table legs. That's good table enough. Table legs. Yeah, you, you see a table leg that looks like that would make a good club. So it's going to be an improvised weapon, so it means it's a minus two to attack rolls, but it'll work just like a club. Okay. I'll even I'll give that to you for free. Ooh. I'll let you I'll let you pick it up for an action if you'd like. I would like to pick it up, please. You do. You are now armed with okay. a table leg. Alright. So that would be your turn. Mm-hmm. Now we go to Borwin. Oh, that's going to be my three actions? Well, yeah, you did three, didn't you? Oh, no, I only did two, didn't I? What was... It? Oh, the, the, the prayer yeah, the, was the hero point's action. like, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. You got one more. Okay, so I would like to strike out at this thing with the uh, improvised club. Can you put that in my thing here? Uh, yeah, give me a moment here. We'll, we'll add an item. Okay. Everybody wait while I find the club. Let's all go to the club. Oh, pow, pow. Let's all blow up house. We're gonna edit this, we're gonna edit that. We're gonna go back here and find the club. We're gonna tell it that you got an item bonus of negative two. <laughs> Get it. Alright, there we go. Your improvised right. club is ready. Rolling. That's not bad. Uh, 18? Oh yeah, dude, 18 is gonna be a hit, man. Okay, so Jack's going to pick up this club and spin around and clock this thing right in the jaw. So that's uh, three bludgeoning damage. You smack the jaw right off. Woohoo! Oh, flies across the room, hits the wall, shatters. Next up is Borwin. You've got your buddy Jack Thor next to you. You got uh, Gwillem right in range, laying down, taking a nice nap, you know, relaxing. This skeletal. Minotaur, jawless, glaveless, still there, still standing right in front of you. What are you doing? Noticing how effective the club was yep. on Gwillem's body. Where does he have the mace? I don't have a mace. The good night star. <laughs> oh, you put it. Oh, son of a bitch. That's or morning star. That's not a mace. Uh, the morning star the morning is star? in my backpack. Mm. It's two actions to get it, isn't it? Uh, well, it'd be two actions if Gwillem wanted to get, because you have to take off the uh, backpack. 
you can rifle through the backpack. So you got to do an action to search for it, and one to ready it. So if you'd like, you can make a single strike using it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So as a free action, Borman's going to drop the axe uh, and start rummaging through Gwilm's shit. <laughs> <laughs> you find it immediately. I'll draw it for my second action, and then I will strike with it. So go ahead and just make a roll with your with your axe like you normally would, because it's going to be the same. It's actually going to be uh, one higher than your attack roll with the axe. So just essentially give it like a plus one for whatever I roll? Uh, yeah, for the attack roll, and then the damage will uh, we'll, we'll figure out the damage. Ooh, uh, that would be a total of 26. 26 is going to hit. Now, you swing your morning... Well, not your morning star. You swing Gwillem's morning star. As you pick it up, you find it, you know, you, you, you rifle through the bag real quick. You see the morning star right there. You're like, oh, here it is. And as you grab it and draw it forth, that, that light that was shining on your axe illuminates the head of the morning star. And you know, you know it's time. You swing, and you crack that thing right in the middle. And it blows up. It just detonates. Ooh. Bones fly everywhere. This thing crumbles to pieces. You killed it. Hooray! Morning <laughs> hey. star for the you win. You did it, guys. You know what? You did it. I'm not glad only, to be wrong. Not only did you, did you do it, but you barely fucking did it. <laughs> you guys were, uh, I think, one more round. One more round, this thing would have laid out one or two more of you guys, but you made it. Question, I'm sorry, did you say it did damage? Hmm? Oh, you didn't even say how much damage you did. It doesn't matter. That thing had one hit point. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, that's more one spirit rate. <laughs> okay. yeah, that, uh, that table leg almost laid him out. Man, Borwin is going to just stand there, unmoving, uh, still holding the Morning Star. Uh, he's, he realizes he's been holding his breath the whole time, and he just starts panting. Holy shit. <laughs> Jack's just going to slump down, just breathing heavily. Uh, as Jack is slumping down, Gwilm's going to raise an arm for Borwin to lift him up. Borwin, you look down at the Morning Star. You see that soft glow? Fade away from it. And you think. You feel something warm and soft on your cheek for just an instant and it's gone as you roll to your side Gwillem you're lying right in front of that door and you are able to see ever so slightly from under that door you see that little green light disappear Would Borwin help me up? Yeah. Okay. He'll he'll definitely so, help him up. As uh as Borwin helps Gwillem up, Gwillem will wince and groan and say, "Well, I do believe we are listening to V from now on. That light is gone, and well, my light was nearly snuffed out as well." So Jack pushes himself up using the table leg for support, and he steps over to Gwillem and he says. <sighs> I can't believe that worked. When that thing hit you, you, you were dying. I just... I just panicked. I, I ran to you and started begging... What? Anything to help you. I, I don't know who or what... Or who heard me, but... When I asked for help, it actually worked. You were dying, and now you're just... 
standing here. Yes, yes I am. Uh, here, have some water. Thank you very much. Gwilym will hand him his uh, water skin, let him take a couple jug, uh, a couple glugs. <laughs> a couple jugs. <laughs> and, Jack uh, is going to hesitantly grab the water skin, not quite believing what he's seeing, and then he's going to slowly take a like a short drink, and then start drinking more once he sees that it's fine, and then hands him back his water skin. Is it fine? Is it fine? Or does it have giant frog boys? <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I have not put anything okay, interesting right. into my water skin. <laughs> Although, speaking of maybe having things interesting, uh, Gulam will focus his attention on, the, on this skeleton bones, what's left here, and uh, will definitely be intrigued by the horned skull, or the horned helmet, and everything else it has. No horn helmet, just a, oh, just just a, a horned, horned head. head. That's right, it was a minotaur. Uh, this, That's right. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Like, the token doesn't quite match up what it is. It's it, This is just a skeleton of a minotaur, and it had a rusty glaive. But it doesn't anymore, because it's dead. Yeah, dead people can't own things. Okay. Or, well, maybe they no can't. Golden I don't know the teeth or Look, anything? I'm not a lawyer. No amulets in okay. this thing? No, man, no. Nothing like that. Just that glaive? Okay. Uh, dusting off his sleeves, uh, Gwilym will say, V, I, I do suppose that I owe you an apology. I'm sorry for coming in here, but uh, if it makes you feel any better, I think I got the worst of it. You may not believe it, but it doesn't make me happy to know any of you get hurt. Well, Jack, that was quite gallant of you. However, I don't believe that I should want to stay down here much longer. No matter if there is a soul, even one down here that needs saving, I don't believe it's worth mine. Jack is just too confounded by the prayer working to react to Gwilym. Stepping over the bones, Gwilym will head to the other side of the room, to where V is, where we entered into, and say, Well, let's say we, uh, take a break for a moment. I need some fresh air. We, I am not doing too good after that. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that right now. Barwin feels fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good for Borwin. <laughs> oh, but you guys I'm surprised Borwin didn't get attacked once, given that he was the one that fucking aggroed the shit out of this thing. Wasted my goddamn gem spell. Mm. <laughs> uh, before V, before V walks mm. out, Borwin's just going to address what V had said before. What did you mean that that's how ghosts get you? She kind of looks down in a way. She's a little unsure what she's going to say. It is. I did say. I've seen floating lights before. In the swamps. Nothing good came of them. I would like to learn what you know about these floating lights. Alright, I will tell you. Barwin will uh, reach out to Jack, offering him aid to, to prop him up and help him through the hallway, essentially. Oh, thanks, big guy, but I'm good. I can, I can walk. 
Although, why don't I make a suggestion? Suggest away. I do agree we should probably rest up. Maybe we can go back into that room with the chairs. That seemed pretty defensible. And we could always probably just prop up the false uh, wall in case something happens to be patrolling here later. Are you sure it'd be safe? I think so. When I was taking a look around, there was just dust everywhere. Not a single footprint. I don't think any living thing, or even spirit, knows about this room. Noted. Although the amenities are surely lacking, you are correct in that the privacy is not. Indeed. I'd rather be safe than comfortable. Well, follow the light. And Gwilym will, uh, like the the other light that was leading us this way, he'll wave his staff kind of as he walks through the hallway. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, that spell of yours, is that the same stone that's on your staff, or...? Yeah. Is that How long does that last? Ten minutes, I think. Let me just go up and double oh. check here. Oh, and that thing's still spinning around me. Yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> That's actually going to pique his curiosity. So as they're walking back towards the room, Borwin asks, So, Grillum, what, what in the world is this thing that's following me? I was curious to ask. So before I answer, it's one minute. It, it'll, it'll be, it's one minute. So it'll happen basically until we get to the room. Okay. But that's still like still doesn't answer Borwin's question. Like why he's asked, like why is this thing floating around me? That, that's a, a good question. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you make it into a crystal egg and you put it in a computer, and then that way you can channel Jokes. all the powers of Gwyneth. Hell yeah, the Gwyneth Paltrow method. <laughs> Borwin feels protected, but he doesn't feel like his traumas are being healed. He no, feels like he's been idea. duped. That's just an answer either. He feels like he wants a refund. <laughs> Um, so, as we're we're going down the hallway, Borwin asks a question, and Gwilym will say, Ah, well, Borwin, it is the same stone that was resting underneath the root that was rested from the ground to create my staff. One came with the other, you see, and I am able to use magic to help it transcend its own properties. Hmm. It was darting all around me, and... Sure, it would have helped block something. Well, I definitely appreciate it. I hope it wasn't too distracting. I suppose I could have warned you beforehand, but hey, it worked out okay. As you turn into this room with the chairs through that pivoting wall section, you can hear the sound of somebody pounding on something nearby. Sounds like a hammer ringing on metal. Did any of you hear that? Somewhere in Yes, Yes, when I did, and Willem's eyes will have been widened after hearing that. Uh, quickly, close the door. My pleasure. Everyone's already in, right? You push. Oh. Everybody's in. Yeah, you push, and the door swivels back into place, closing with a slightly audible ka-chunk noise. There's no latch or anything to keep this thing shut, but it's fairly well hidden. Willem will slump down into one of these chairs in here and will coax Rupert up out of his satchel and will just start to breathe, well, take, take in deep breaths as he gives Rupert some pets and both of them seem to start relaxing. Rupert flies up onto your shoulder and starts giving you a little neck rub. <laughs> <laughs> From the pounding that we were hearing before, 
would I be able to tell like if it's just like random pounding or is it like more rhythmic like rhythmic. rhythmic. Okay. Rhythmic yet not musical. Okay. It's evenly paced, almost like someone hammering on something. Wouldn't be able to tell like the weight of it or anything like that. Like it's like a big thing walking or if it's just like just like a hammer smith basically. Doesn't sound like something walking. Hmm. It's like boom 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 boom. Boom, boom, it's boom, like how boom, the cops boom. knock. <laughs> oh no, it's the cops. Ooh, hot dice. Look at that. Jack, you can tell the noise that you're hearing is coming from across the hall from the chamber that you're in. Like this way? No, this the way? other way. This way, so. Towards the east of us. Okay. The east. Jack's going to lift his head up and say, I think the uh, pounding might be coming from there. It's going to point out to the east. <laughs> well, then I think the stairs are right there. There's no pounding outside. I wanted to get some fresh air. Please, let's take our rest elsewhere. <laughs> Maybe. Well, V was right about the last part. What do you say, V? What should we do? Hmm. I don't know if we need to go all the way back, but if the pounding is close, I don't want any chance of it finding us. We could at least go upstairs where there are the arrow slits. Ah, yes. Gwillem's favorite room. <laughs> the triangle room. <laughs> <laughs> triangle room! <laughs> like, I guess, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're already in a safe area right now. It's only safe right now. Whichever room we choose, you can rest. You need to be kept safe, and I'll stand guard. With a double knee slap, Gwilym will stand back up and uh, start heading towards the doors to go up the stairs. Following behind, Barwin's actually going to ask Gwilym. Well, I, I do want to ask you one thing while we're here. May I keep this morning stuff? Please do, it's only served me in a bit of embarrassment. I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, though. If, uh, you ever do bring it to the blacksmith for selling, let me know. I have some other things you might bring along. Noted. Is, uh, V still downstairs? Yeah, she, uh, V is gonna look at Jack <laughs> and just kinda, like, a little head shake and shrug and be like, at least only going upstairs isn't too far. <sighs> All right, I'll follow you. And Jack stands up and begins to follow V. And they will follow after. So you guys, you guys want to spend like an hour up there? Yeah, I'd say like an hour. Okay, an hour spend, or two. You spend the hour. You guys take an hour. Yeah. You guys take an hour. Uh, that'll be enough time for for V to to do her thing. An hour will be enough to to do all of the the repairs needed on your people. I'm going to assume everyone's just kind of laying in their own corner and taking care of themselves, or V is going to kind of be healing everyone. Essentially, yeah. Like, Jack yeah. will probably be like. Everyone's up on Jack him. will probably be towards, like, the southern door, just, like, writing in his journal. Yeah, Gwilym would have okay. initially mended himself to remove the wounded condition, and then probably would have started to get comfy cozy. So, as V is healing everyone, Boron will sit down near V. And awkwardly say, 
So, if it's not too much to ask, it said something earlier about these lights, uh, maybe ghosts. Can you please tell me what you know? Uh, she looks up at him when he sits by her, but then when he asks his question, she kind of looks down at her hands, sighs a little, preparing herself. All right. I said I would tell you, and I owe you the answer. None of you know, but I came to become myself in these woods, in these swamps. But I have never been here before, so once I was myself, I did not know where I was going. And for some time, I wandered in those woods, trying to find my way back to anywhere, really. And then, through the trees, I, I saw a flickering light. I hoped that maybe it would be a lantern or some kind of house. But when I got there, it was a floating light. It just danced in the air. I had never seen anything like it before. But I remember that I thought it was pretty. I thought it couldn't be any harm. I started to follow it. It would move. I would go after it. And then more came, one after the other. But I did not care. I did not know where I was going, but it did not matter. All that mattered was following those lights. As more and more came, I did not care. But then, I realized deep down, these lights were not helping me. I was only becoming more lost. This was not what I wanted, and I managed to finally look away. And I ran. I ran away as far as I could from those things. That is why you cannot trust lights like that. I, t I told Vansy about it, but she told me it was a death from Sarenlay, but uh, I am not entirely sure if that is what she says it is, but those lights are no good. Vandy? You mean Vandy Banderdash? Gwillem will say from across the room. We? Ha! You are right to trust yourself and your experiences. What is that supposed to mean? I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put much in on, you know, religious whoosie what's-its. Darwin's going to interject, thing. especially when they don't help like they say they would. What are you talking about? They helped me. I was lost on the... But they didn't help her! She kind of stops and she's a little surprised by that. Damn it, they didn't. You're right. Borwin is clearly upset. His face is flushed and his eye is twitching. He takes a few deep breaths and says, <sighs> I'll be okay. 
No, I'm, 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 I don't know, sorry. But, um, I, uh, my wife had caught an illness. And I had gone all over the town. I went everywhere for help. They refused to help. They said I needed 19 gold to get some kind of healing done for her. The only person who would help her was Gwellum. And how much gold did I charge you, Borwin? Um, you showed kindness. But... Borwin begins to slump. That's right, Borwin. I'm not some gold-greedy god. Now, uh, please, I need a moment. And Gwilym will start thumbing through his, uh, spellbook. V is just looking up at Borwin. She's a little conflicted, but it's... She's conflicted, but she's not... I don't know. She just will end up putting one of her little hands on the side of his the thigh. And it's gigantic thigh. And, <laughs> <laughs> just the, some ham. <laughs> oh my god! The hammy hand uh, strings uh, of Corwin. <laughs> but uh, not okay. She was gonna say something. <laughs> Do it. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I will find out what happened. That that does not make any sense, but I will... I believe your story, but I will find out what happened. And I'm very sorry that happened to you. Orwin, feeling the compassion coming from V, starts to release some of that tension, like you feel that he's no longer like tensing up anymore. His massive thigh starts to relax. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining the moment. I, I hope that helps you find some answers, but it isn't going to bring her back. But I'm sorry, I just, thank you. And Barwin will just continue to stay slouched, just deep in thought. You guys feel like that's a good spot? I'd say yeah. Yeah. No, not you. Fuck you. You're not, <laughs> <laughs> You're not part of this, Greg. All this is going on in Jack's over there. He's like, hmm, I wish I had lockpicks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, put... <laughs> you guys, you guys know I've got like a rapier and then like a tiny rapier. All right, so uh, you guys ever notice they, they're they're like cousins? All right, so you guys, uh, so like, this one's like Borwin and this one's like me. It's it's fantastic. All right, so now if anything, hmm, Jack would just be writing down in his journal, listening. Not saying just, anything though. Just doodling. doodling. <laughs> Write down your guys' heartfelt doodly 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 moment. He well he's he's basically <laughs> like Batman and he's like, Okay, so this is a weakness we can use against right, so, um, <laughs> No, like it, in all fairness, like it's like what, what would Jack say in this situation? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. He, so nothing. like yeah. he's no absolutely. That's fair. But that's why I'm saying no. like uh, I'm not asking you. Are you guys good with that scene? Are you ready to close? Because I can I can move on. Or do you guys want to continue? Uh I feel like that'd be a great way to end up an episode. To be honest, so I think uh, yeah, stopping here would be nice. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be the end of the episode. Oh. No. No.
question for V next. No, fuck check. Right. Fuck check. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Stay in your corner and boom. Do you have anything else you need to, to cover before we move on from here? I don't think so. No? Uh, anybody else have anything they need to cover before we move on? Uh, uh nee. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to cover... Never mind. No, never mind. You can move on. Never mind. Okay. All right, so... <clears throat> after this discussion... Oh, how do I want to do this? So, about an hour passes. Uh, in the time you guys have this conversation, and, you know, V does her thing with the praying and laying out of hands, and... Gwillem does his medical work, and everybody gets restored back up to full hit points. And over this hour, through the arrow slits, you notice the sun has gone down. And it's gotten real dark out there. And you can all feel like a... like an energy. Like static starting to sweep over all of you. You can faintly hear something that sounds like just uh, uh, like a hum. Like a low, dull hum. So faint, you can barely hear it. Jack, you're an inquisitive type of guy. You notice this and you put your hand on the ground and you can feel it vibrating. Hmm. You look out through those arrow slits and you see the darkness outside starting to get a little bit brighter, taking on a blue hue. The vibration starts to speed up, get stronger, the thrum rises, you can feel everything in your body telling you the, something's wrong here. Something is happening. I don't like this. What's going on, Jack? There's a blue light outside. Feel the walls. You, you can probably feel the, the vibrations. It's, it's getting worse. It's more intense. It's making me feel nauseous. Jack, you follow the vibrations. And the further west you go in this chamber the stronger they become. As you get to that little tiny wall, it's about four feet wide on the western edge of this chamber, you can feel it just buzzing. The light outside gets brighter. brighter. You all could see that light, right? Everybody sees it. Oh yeah, everybody uh. sees it. You can't really see too well through those arrow slits. But you know from where you are, Jack, that the hand that you have placed on that wall, the other side of that wall is that lighthouse. The lighthouse. And without saying a further word, Jack runs out. So you head back into the room with that hidden staircase. You can see up through the blown out ceiling. That lighthouse, that light, that dim blue light that was there before is a shining beacon. It's bright. It lights up the sky. Well, Rin did ask us to find the blue light and the blue light we found. You hear a noise like a thousand screams all at once. And you can see up through that hole in the ceiling, you can see a beam of light shining out 
from the lighthouse, shining south. Shit. Oh yeah. Shit. Barwin's gonna pull his axe out. Fuck. That Ugh. light's running towards Atari. We need to hurry. Fuck. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Hurry where? Up to the lighthouse or hurry to Atari? We have to stop the lights. There has to be something more that we didn't see before. Quick, to the top of the lighthouse. You all rush into the lighthouse. And that puddle of blood that you remember rippling, something different happens. <laughs> 